This is the Status No Podcast. Have you tried to keep up with the status quo and pursue Jesus wholeheartedly? We have learned that this is a huge conflict of interest. So we have decided to chase after him instead of the status quo. How can we be true disciples of Jesus and not bow to the status quo that is in direct opposition? That's the big question. Thanks for tuning in and welcome home. Welcome to the Status No Podcast. I am Nick. I'm Amber. Amber. Hey, baby. We took a couple weeks off from hitting the studio. Yeah, we did. And I got to tell you, I've been itching to get back in here. Me too. It's been weird. I hate not recording. (laughs) It's like throwing off everything, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. (laughs) But we've, uh, we've been busy with the kiddos and Amber's been a little under the weather and yeah it's just uh it's just been a crazy couple weeks honestly well the first week the cool thing that happened was nick took the tv out of our room i did i did i took the tv out guys it was the coolest thing it was so cool um nobody besides me would be so nerdy to be impressed with her <laughs> husband just taking the tv out of the room yeah, it was one of those distractions that I felt like I was asking God how I can get closer to him. And that's one thing he said was, get rid of the TV, ding dong. I love that about you so much, the way you lead our family. Uh, Nick will always do things like that. Like if he feels like God is saying something, he just does it. I mean, like he'll do the extreme thing. He'll take the TV out of the room. Like if he really felt like God was telling him to, he would take it out back and shoot it. And I'll yeah, think twice about it. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. I wish you told me to do that. <laughs> Except we can't take it out of the closet on the weekend to watch a movie, though. <laughs> yeah, we do do that. Um, so we just tucked it away in my closet during the week. And then on the weekend, if we want to watch a documentary or a movie, we'll bust it out, watch a movie, and then throw it back behind the clothes. But it's cool because I didn't realize what a distraction it was. Huge distraction. Huge. And so every night for the past week, we've either just talked or read or prayed or went to sleep just a little bit earlier or went to sleep early. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. And that's just as needed as everything else. Absolutely. Well, it's crazy because in our own capacity, had somebody been like, you know, what would really upgrade your life? Just take the TV out of your room. And I wouldn't have thought that it was that big of a deal because we don't watch that much TV. Like we really just watch like after our kids go to bed, we might like watch like one thing and then we go to bed. Like it's not um, like an all consuming thing where we sit for hours and hours and watch TV, but it was precious time that was being occupied. And well, it's time that we're together, but we're not connecting. Yeah. That's really true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good choice. Um, I love it. It's a, uh, I like it. Yeah. So if you're looking for a way to upgrade your life, maybe you need to take the TV out of your room. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. Maybe pay attention to your wife. It's it just. I'm just saying it helps sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why she's never in the mood. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I figured out. You know, when I watch serial killer stuff or something, <laughs> it just it doesn't turn you on as much. Yeah, it's a little. I've kind of read into that. Am I right on that? Am I right? <laughs> You know, there's some things that just don't get me going, and uh, murder is one of them. It's funny because Ted Bundy, I thought for sure, would be the one thing that <laughs> got your motor running, but yeah, well, it didn't seem that way. You know, it's a little, <laughs> a little weird. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
Okay. You mentioned something before we started recording <laughs> about aquaponics. Okay. This is the coolest thing ever. Um, it, so it's no secret that I'm always like, I've been working on as being more self-sufficient around here and just taking one step at a time. You know, the chickens Don't punch the microphones, the chickens, which <laughs> we need to let everyone know what happened with the chickens. We'll do that at the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, um, we're not going to start off with death. All right, guys. There's a teaser. Whoa. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, we will not be ending this on a happy note. Apparently. It depends how you look at it. It's true. On Tuesday, I was pretty happy about it <laughs> when he was in my stomach. Anyway, big teaser. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Okay, so yeah, was, we did that. I kind of started a garden this year. And this new thing I'm learning about is called aquaponics. And so before I learned about hydroponics, where you like the water. Grow weed? No. Yeah. It, it applies to more than just drugs, Nick. No. Yes. Not so, hydroponics. Basically, you can use like the same circulating water, so it uses like way less resources. Bong water, and it grows things better. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it now! Oh my god, I'm gonna hose him down. Lord help us. Um, so that's what hydroponic is, but I'd never even heard of aquaponics. So basically, so you just- grow weed in water with aquaponics? <laughs> no, it's even cooler. Okay. <laughs> So think about like being really self-sustaining and in a small space, which we have plenty of space. It's just as a cool concept. So it's like you get a big container and you grow the garden on top of it and you circulate water through it. But what's inside of the tank is fish. And so the fish fertilize the plants for you naturally and they eat uh, any like bacteria and stuff inside of the water. So it keeps the water supply like perfect basically. And, um, and what? you're also farming fish at the same time. It's the coolest thing. I am 100% positive. What I'm picturing is not aquaponics. <laughs> have I, um, gone overboard across uh, the line? I have no, what fish are you talking about? Tilapia. Tilapia. Tilapia is specifically what I was reading about okay. today. Can I tell you what I'm picturing? What are you picturing? doing? Mm-hmm. I'm picturing you out in the backyard uh-huh. with like a moving tote <laughs> with fish in it, with a lid on it, <laughs> with dirt on top of the lid, with plants growing on top of the lid, <laughs> and then a hose going from the bottom of the tote up to the plants. It's a little more sophisticated than that, but it is a very simple design. And basically not only are you farming your own fish, but you're, it's also creating this perfect ecosystem to grow produce. Listen, with like minimal resources, you know, it sounds really cool. So like for the sake of like droughts. So it's basically the same thing as when you go to the salons and the fish eat the dead skin <laughs> off your feet. So cool. I want Except those fish so bad. They're sucking on the roots of the plant? No, no. The water gets uh like recycled through it's Are the like roots down into the water. No, they're not. Where's the, how do you put dirt on top of water? <laughs> So basically there it would be like there's a lid kind of on top and you grow the plants on top but you make it so that the water will 
go like it will trickle down into the fish tank. So it's like a fountain system that goes through the tank into the plants. So I'm not far off with the hose coming out of the bottom up to the right. top. Yeah. So it'd be like okay. anyway, like a, how a water pump. So would. what I'm picturing is actually not crazy. No, it's not. Not entirely crazy. It's just a little more sophisticated than what you're thinking. But the, it's a water pump. Well, so it goes out well. into the top. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's very fancy, babe. It's a much bigger tote. I'm sorry. I just can't wrap my little redneck head around what you just said. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of something pretty uh, down home. So don't. don't. <laughs> Let's not church it up too much. But like, how cool is that? You like raising think, yeah. like our own fish, basically using like no extra water. So in the event of drought. Yeah. The plants are still getting like watered and getting the nutrients. You don't have to worry about like fertilizer or anything. The fish are naturally. I fertilizing can't wait it. to see how much water those plants produce. What? Why the why? <laughs> why are the plants producing? Listen, water? I've never seen fish suck on roots, but I can't wait. It's gonna be so fun. Oh my gosh! And I've never seen dirt float on top of water, so I'm pumped about this project. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Amber's homesteading dreams have um, crossed into a new dimension. Uh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Now we're doing science, and I'm losing interest really quick. <laughs> I'm cool with raising and killing chickens. but So the whole idea was sounded really cool to me, but then when I was trying to learn about actually how to do it, there was a lot of science involved. Like They were talking about like all these yeah, of course. different things to manage the pH. The name is called aquaponics. I was like... I hope I'm smart enough to do this. I hope I'm smart enough to That's do this. That's why I said potheads are like some of the smartest people you'll ever meet. It's Their am- ingenuity is fantastic. <laughs> I was shocked the things I could come up with to smoke out of when I was a pothead. <laughs> I became a genius all of a sudden. Oh, man. I was like, give me a door stopper, a pen, a lighter, and a paper clip. I know a guy ready to roll. whose uh, son has like battled with drugs for a long time, and he like burned down a house and he was like, so he went to like prison for it. So anyways, the guy's like all stressed out, like just really kind of, um, overwhelmed by the situation. And he was talking about, you know, how smart his son is. And I'm like, yeah, it's, but like how he couldn't apply anything to his life. I'm like, it's amazing. The ingenuity that comes out. Oh yeah. When for drug addicts, like yeah. it's amazing when they really apply yourself. We're all like, of a sudden engineers. Mm-hmm. We're financiers. <laughs> <laughs> We're mathematicians. When you're, mo- it just goes to show though, it's really a matter of motivation. I sucked at math class, but I could tell you, I could eyeball what a gram looks like, what an ounce looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, I could weigh it in my hand. Like, I didn't, I did I can't pay for two ounces. Take this back. <laughs> Instant genius. But it just goes to show how much motivation changes yeah. things. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and having a clear mind when you're not high. <laughs> you, I'm even smarter. <laughs> Go figure. But but doesn't that make you feel like maybe in other things that we're just not motivated enough? Because like when really applied, you're like, I'm gonna figure out anything. I can figure out all kinds of solutions. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. all kinds of like resourceful. Yeah. Well, ready to use like whatever's at my disposal. Yeah. I don't know how many times you're like you would like I would show you something like that'd be cool. I could put my drugs in it. Basically, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Perfect drug hiding spots. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, Made lots of good life choices. This is my mother's urn. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They'll never look in there. <laughs> I'm disturbed. <laughs> oh, here at the Status No Podcast, we're not always We are weird. people set free. That's let right. me tell you, we are better people for it. <laughs> I'm telling you. So... 
just for anybody that this is the very first episode they've joined us on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Uh, welcome to us. We are not biblical scholars or are we pastors um, or life coaches or any such things. We are just real people walking this thing out with Jesus, pursuing him and sharing our journey in real time. Yeah. We're just being obedient to what we feel like he's telling us to do. So don't email us and tell us that something <laughs> isn't right because uh, there's a lot about us that's not right. Uh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> We're we, well aware we of our shortcomings. We probably agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just telling you now. We're a little screwed up, so don't tell us that. So over these past couple of weeks with getting used to having no TV in the room and and – shockingly this is going to become a huge surprise or be a huge surprise i'm shocked you begin to hear god's voice a little bit clearer when you use that time to focus on wow. yeah on him mm-hmm. and one thing that he's been showing me over these past couple of weeks um for instance i was in the store today mm-hmm. and not the time i went with live oh. i couldn't focus on anything but live which was great <laughs> But earlier, t- earlier today when I went to the store, mm-hmm. I was, I feel like every person I looked at, God was showing me their, their face. Like I could read kind of a general synopsis of that person just by the look on their face, Yeah. which is our, you know, our countenance. Right. It's, but I could, I feel like he was just showing me this person is happy. Mm-hmm. This person's miserable. Yeah. This person is this. This person is this. This person is this. And I feel like it was like every person I was looking at, I could just see them so clearly. Yeah. And was that yours or my stomach? That was my throat, actually. Oh, my God. Oh, weird. Your throat? Well, it was just right in the microphone. It wasn't actually that loud. This microphone is touching just... the subject? This mic is hot. Out of her. In this the name of mic Jesus. is a Get hot. <laughs> Quit rebuking my throat. This mic is just a little hot tonight. <laughs> Um, you want me to turn down a little bit? Um, maybe because if it's picking up my uh, throat bubble, that wasn't that loud. Okay, there we go. All right. Ooh, that's even worse, babe. Get <laughs> that up. dealt with. Shut up. Enough about your butt noises. <laughs> but what he was showing me, and it's the same thing he's been showing me over the past couple of weeks, is that people are so desperate for freedom. Yeah, they are. Oh. And people are so desperate to know that he loves them. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that they're even aware of. It's a void they can't even put a finger on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that it just reminds me of, so I think last week and the weekend before we took our girls to go see the Barbie movie. And during the movie, uh, one of the actresses goes on this diatribe basically about like how hard it is to be a woman and how impossible it is to be a woman. And, you know, you do this, you're to that. And you do the other thing, you're to that. And it just feels impossible. And that was um, the conversation I had with our girls in the car. I'm like, she is right. It is impossible to be a woman in this world. But we don't live in this world. We don't live to those standards. Yeah. But just not even always taking into account like how much freedom we have. And then when you see the other people living in bondage and like what it is that they're trying to mm-hmm. do in life, 
you know, just like you're talking about people that you see and we're watching them struggle and we're like, yeah, you know, like it's an, it's an obvious difference. Like we're living to a complete, like in a completely different world almost, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where when you're living, truly living for and with Christ, Mm -hmm. you don't really worry. Yeah. Like that, that fear and that anxiety, that worry that, that goes away. Right. And so when you come up against situations, you have that peace of mind that, yeah, this looks rough right now. However, mm-hmm. he is for me. Yes. And yes. and this situation looks impossible. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have him, it would be impossible. Yeah, absolutely. You know how I know that? Because I tried to get out of many situations without him, mm-hmm. and it was impossible. But the moment that I was right with him mm-hmm. and living for him, whether situations worked out or not, didn't really matter. Yeah. Because my focus and everything that I needed mm-hmm. and everything that when it, it was the end of the day, the only thing that mattered was, am I still close to you? Mm-hmm. Like nothing else matters. So true. So good. What trips me up even more is I expect to see that when we look at the world. You expect to see brokenness. Mm-hmm. You expect to see blindness and right. lost and not focused and overwhelmed and anxiety. You expect that. Right. That's their natural state of being. Mm-hmm. When I look at believers and I see them two things striving to break addictions change behaviors yeah. and and killing themselves trying to be what they've somehow come up with in their mind that that's how a christian is supposed to behave mm-hmm. or when i see people still behaving like they're in the world right. when they still are stressing and worrying and not really giving anything over to him. Right. When I see those two things, I think you you both are missing it. Right. Not intentionally. Uh-huh. But I'm reading Galatians right now. Uh-huh. And Galatians is a book about freedom. But it's about being free from the law. Right. So this goes into the person that's striving to be a better Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. And and I think we all should strive in that area. Mm-hmm. But but why but I guess my question would be what's your objective? That was me for years. Oh, I'm just now getting this. That was me for years. That's the years. great thing about this podcast. Yeah. When you hear me talking about something or Amber talking about something, <laughs> it's cuz we're probably going through it right now yeah. or just recently went through it. Well, I think that's the funny thing too because when we took such a long time to start because we didn't feel qualified, even though God was calling yeah. us to it. And he was just wanting us to share, you know, whatever it is that we were going through with him, mm-hmm. you know, so other people can learn how to follow him as well. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. We're just being obedient. But that was the thing that I used to do for years. And that's like the, the Pharisee side, yes. you know, yes. that I was a Pharisee and it was this constant, just doing the things that please God, but mm-hmm. not 
but I wasn't doing it in, um, I was doing my best. That's what I was doing. I was doing my best. I was performing. And so I wasn't trying to trick anybody. I was really trying to do right by God, but I was doing my best and my strength. And no part of me was surrendered to him or making him the God. I was being God. Right. See, and I, I was modeling behaviors that I saw other people around me doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it wasn't because I was inspired to live pure, to be close to him. Mm Mm-hmm. The the relational aspect almost didn't even register with me. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is just how I'm supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to cuss. I'm not supposed to look um, at women. I'm not supposed yeah. to listen to these things. Just be a good boy. But And I did a little mini episode for our new breed page. And I said, when you're trying to follow God without God, oh, what a all, all it is is behavioral changes. That's yeah. all it turns into. And if you want to play the most exhausting game of your life, <laughs> try to do that on a daily basis. And then yeah. and then not only try to do that, but have the mindset that you're going to fail every day. So every day God's pissed off at you. Or you're just not there yet. You're just not good enough yet. Ugh, yes. God's but, not going to use you because you're just not there yet, buddy. Ugh. I think that mine was... Um... Mine was more from the orphan mentality, just not being able to really accept that I I belong to him and he loves me. And I mean, that's something in this last year that God has been convicting me of that. He just wants me to say, sometimes my prayer is like, I receive your love. And it's just me openly acknowledging what it is that he wants me to understand about him. The things that he gives us for me to say, I receive it. And a big part of that has to do just more with me acknowledging what it is that he has given us, what he's provided to us. Lord, I receive your freedom. Lord, I receive your healing. I receive your life. I receive any, every single thing that he has made available to us. I just proclaim that I receive it. Yeah. And um, whether that does something spiritual or if it just triggers something in my mind, that is the thing that he's been asking me to do. But it's also really been helping solidify, you know, my identity that those things are available to me. Yeah. You know, that I am his daughter and it's my inheritance. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Going from um for for me. It was one of those things where when I hit that that bottom mm-hmm. and I had two or three substance issues, mm-hmm. infidelity, all these things going on yeah. and taking place simultaneously, when I had that encounter with him, mm-hmm. it was a true encounter. I came into contact with my creator. (laughs) So powerful. And what he did was he revealed himself to me. And it was this presence that changes everything. Yeah. It's a, a, a presence of love that when you, when you realize that's who he is Mm -hmm. and that's how he feels about you. Yeah. And, my words trying to describe, if you've had an encounter with Jesus, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. There's nothing but, like but that. But it, it, it went from, I, I can't, I can't do any of this. Mm-hmm. So I need you 
I need you. Yes. And when your heart is in a posture of, God, I can't do this. The only way I'm going to be able to do this is by your grace and with your strength. Because I am so weak. Yes. And then he says, yeah, but where you're weak, I am strong. Mm -hmm. Paul says, I boast in my weakness because in my weakness, he gets the glory. So true. Oh, man, it's so true. And when you stay in this constant pursuit of him, Mm -hmm. this constant ongoing relationship with him, and that is your number one priority in everything you do throughout your day. Yeah. Is staying close to him. You will watch depression fall to the side. Oh, yes. You will watch yes. drug addictions leave. Yes. You will see those changes that you strive so hard to make. You will see those start to change. Yes. Because it's not about you changing them. It's about getting filled up with him and him pushing that out of you. Oh, oh say it louder for the people in the back. It's about getting full of him. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you agree with yes, that? Yes, it is. It's exactly what it's about. It's all, uh, sometimes it, it's so hard to, <laughs> even if you have an experience, it's, to taste and see, just come. I mean, just if you yeah. if you don't know what we're talking about, then just taste and see. Because you got to give him the chance. He is so much better than you think he is. Word. He, he is. No matter what you think, no matter how good you think he is, he's so much better than you think he is. Yeah. And oh man, <laughs> I just so I was. I read this testimony today on Facebook. This lady, I don't even know who she is. But she said, um, I practiced witchcraft. I basically this long list of all these new age practices that she was involved in. Um, I can't remember all of them. But anyways, like, oh, my God, you read the list off to me. and It was a laundry list. I was like, I didn't even touch a quarter of these. And none of it sounded dark. It was all like very like all the enlightenment stuff. Yes. All the new age stuff. So I say that weird. She's a yoga instructor and a Reiki healer and uh, this and a that. And what's up, baby? I'm sorry. Huh? I forgot we have those new pods. Can she still work it? I don't know. I mean, she's a smart girl, but I don't know. I'm going to help her real fast. Okay. You do that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut your story off. It's okay. Um, oh, my gosh. Nick's going to destroy our room walking out of it. Okay, so the laundry list of things. Oh, sorry. Okay, so homegirl is like a yoga instructor and uh, does all these like moon things. And <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like all of it's just nuts moon to me. Things. Like charges crystals by the moonlight and all the other BS and reads cards and all. I mean, so she's doing all these things, but she's talking about how she really believed that they would that all these things were like she was leveling up all the time. Like she was trying to be like a better more enlightened person and healed like all these things were like healing things but she said in the end like she always still felt like deep within like depressed she always had a longing for a sense of belonging and so she had like this deep wound and so 
like momentarily she would feel enlightened or, you know, like whatever it may be. Yep. But she still was like going through this day in and day out. And so at some point she decides that she would watch this uh, movie about Jesus with her boyfriend and like just to amuse him. Like she doesn't even like the whole God subject is just irritating to her. Mm -hmm. She decides she's going to watch this with him and she just cries. She said she just like cried so much because um, she could just feel his love and yeah. she never felt anything like that before. Yeah. And so she like, you know, continues on with life, but she was just longing for it. So she started like reading a Bible <laughs> and like she started like looking for it and actively seeking this in her life because she wanted, she just wanted to experience this love. Yeah. And so now she's, you know, a born again Christian and, um, all the things, but I just thought it was so powerful because his love is what changes everything. Everything. It changes everything. Here's the problem with, uh, we could say witchcraft. Thank you, darling. With anything that isn't Jesus, basically. No, shut the door, please. Um, the problem with all the new age stuff and the witchcraft practices is the entire focus of it is on the self. Yes. It's, it's an extremely selfish practices Mm -hmm. because you are trying to, you are yourself. You're trying to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. You're, trying to enlighten yourself <laughs> you're trying to you the end goal is you becoming your own god that's terrifying i do it's not want to be a so god. retarded listen to this <laughs> i the dumb human i am am going to enlighten who myself, myself. <laughs> with all of my genius yes yeah how am i gonna do that how babe tell me how by all these different practices that are open doorways to very real spirits. Yes. So you think you are feeling better. Uh-huh. You think you are gaining knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment. Deception. Every single thing that you're gaining is focused on you. It's praising you. It's Wrapped up, you are the center. The very first tenant in, it's either the Satanic Temple or the Church of Satan. I can't remember which one. I think they're both about the same, though, as far as their tenants go. Is do what thou wilt. It's all self-focused, self-motivated. I remember that talk. It's a complete flip and 180 when you're serving Christ, because it's not, I am going to make myself enlightened. I am going to heal myself. I am going to, it's God, I need you. Yes. You are the creator. You know, every fiber of my being, you can heal me. Yes. You know, every little brain wave going on in my head, Mm-hmm. You give me wisdom. Yes. You see every problem in every life from this aerial view like a drone. 
from beginning of time till the end of time, you see it all. Yeah. Please be in control of my life. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. Imagine that, right? Yeah. Imagine that. The love for yourself will only take you so far. Well, yeah, it stops and ends with you. What a depressing road. Where can it possibly go? In circles. <laughs> yeah. Slow no decline. A spiral. A slow decline. <laughs> Sometimes or not so slow. a very fast decline. <laughs> uh, oh, so, okay. This, it actually sounds just like a conversation I had today with our big girl. She went to um, a party and a girl wasn't being very nice to her. <laughs> and... So here's the thing. When people are mean to me, people can be just so nasty and I would have compassion. I could see their brokenness and I could pray for them and just, you know, want freedom for them. But when, whenever she tells me about somebody like acting nasty to her, I'm just like, uh, that mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I have words about that. I just I get all upset and up in arms. And she's like, but mom, she doesn't know Jesus. And I was like, oh, such a much better person than me. <laughs> um, but she was right. Like this, she would, that was the thing that she noticed about this person who was treating her differently Yeah, was that this girl doesn't have Jesus and she had compassion for that. Well, I love that. Cause I know you've had that conversation with her and I've had that conversation with yes. her too about people. Yes. Like, Hey, you can't let people upset you because Absolutely. They don't know Jesus. What more do you want? Well, like and it, what expectation would you have from somebody who's just trying to survive? Yes. Especially in today's climate. Absolutely. I, if y'all don't know Jesus, send us an email and tell me how you get through the day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how do people even function in this world without without Jesus? Like, I don't, I don't even I don't, understand. I did it for so long and I don't understand how I'm still here. Yeah. I'm like, I don't even... I have no idea how people live without God, honestly. Um, but it was really a cool conversation because it did bring the whole thing uh, full circle. That same conversation we had about the Barbie movie when I was saying, yeah. you know, that that is the the world has a reality, but we don't have to live in it. Right. And then her being able to see the opposite side of that when I was saying, you know what, you're right. And let's talk about that because, you know, when we're those of us who are following and pursuing Jesus and sometimes I'm careful with the language because I don't believe everyone who professes Christianity is this way. And there's a huge difference. And I'm trying to always show our kids that. And so I was saying, you know, people who are pursuing Jesus and teaching their kids to pursue Jesus, we're, we're learning to live for God. Yep. Um, that it's about his glory and his purposes and we want to see people through his light. And so it's not for ourselves, like not for ourselves, what we made, but for the whole world. And, but people, other people, they're living for themselves. They're just trying to survive and make it and everything's about themselves. And so what are they teaching their kids? They're teaching their kids how to do best by themselves. Yeah. Like how to be them, their best selves and everything's about them. So naturally she was going to have to deal with even more of the like, the competitiveness of a woman, mm-hmm. like the, because we've been trying to raise her in this culture of championing each other, like um, with all of her other girlfriends and stuff for her to see somebody who was like immediately like ready to cut her down and take people with her. And, yep. um, you know, it wasn't enough for her to not like 
faith, but she wanted to make everyone else not like her too. But see, it makes it makes you feel upset, and it upsets me too. But it also, I'm, I'm glad she's experiencing that, sure, in a way, so that she can learn how to deal with that. But yes, let's get back to the freedom aspect. Yes. So when you think with the new age stuff. I, like the physical or the the picture that I have in my head is somebody that's got a list of 17 different things that they have to do <laughs> to be okay, mm-hmm. to feel enlightened, to feel like they're worth something. Yeah. And I just picture like a chain being put around her neck. Ugh. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to try tarot cards now. I'm going to introduce that into my weekly practices with the ankle sh- or ankle braces. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, now I do moon water. <laughs> Still one of my favorite things, moon water. And then those are like wrist shackles. And then she's got um, witchcraft, and that's like a full body armor of shackles. And then, but I feel for each practice, I feel like it's a new chain and a new bondage that is being mistaken for freedom. It is. It's being mistaken yes. for freedom. So deception. And the, and then the same thing, it's almost the same picture for the Christian that is striving. Yeah, it really is. It's the same thing uh-huh. because they're trying to do everything in their own strength mm-hmm. to get closer to God when in reality, just draw close to him and they'll start to change. Um, Galatians 5.1 says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Oh, man. It's so good. So I was mentioning this earlier this week to Guy that I still, you know, I'm doing better, but I still find myself falling into these seasons where I'm still focused on or I'm so focused on what I need to quit, what I need to change. Yeah. And and it's and it's good to be aware of those things. Sure. It's good to evaluate your life a lot Absolutely. and make and ask him, God, show me where you want me to change. Okay. Show me these yeah. things. But then don't turn and try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Actively work on it, but understand that you're working on it through his strength. Yes. He's giving you the strength to do this. He wants to walk through that change and guide you through that change. Right. Lord, because if, because if you this? don't, let me tell you, for something like um, if you smoked pot for over a decade, multiple times a day on a daily basis, mm-hmm. when you try to change that, it is so ingrained in your behavior. Yeah. It's, it to me, for me, it was impossible. Mm-hmm. For anyone who says pot isn't addictive, yeah, that may not be scientifically true from a science aspect, even though I don't think that's necessarily true. I couldn't, I don't know anything about it though. But from a a human behavioral addictive personality mm-hmm. standpoint, yes, it's very addictive. Yeah. And you will have a very hard time quitting. And you will have a physical response, mm-hmm. an emotional response, a mental response. You will go through withdrawals. I don't care what anybody tells you. Oh, definitely. It will happen. Mm-hmm. And I could not get through it unless I was close to him. I, I had no success until I had um, some deliverance, until I received the Holy Spirit, until I was diving in and actually pursuing him on a daily basis. Yeah. 
that's when I found freedom. There's something that... Because I wasn't being religious about it. Yes. I was just saying, God, I am not enough. Yes. My strength is depleted. I have nothing left. Yes. So... And he says, I have plenty. He does. He does. He's more than enough. And if you believe that he's more than enough, you'll stop trying to be any of it. Yeah. The beautiful thing about Nick being a prodigal and me being a Pharisee. That's what we should have called the podcast, the prodigal and the Pharisee. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The prodigal and the Pharisee. um, Yeah. Uh, Nick was the prostitute and I'm the tax collector. (laughs) Hey now, don't talk about my BJ days. (laughs) So disturbing. Cocaine Um, is a hell of a drug. (laughs) So the thing that's the same, no matter which way, no matter which way you turn this thing, like it's always the same. You want to know where you find God? You want to know where you find freedom? At the end of yourself. Bingo. That's exactly where you find God at the end of yourself. You, I mean, that's exactly, that's why you were able to finally get free because you were at the end. Yeah. And people say like the whole rock bottom thing. Yeah. I was dead. You were. Apart from still breathing, I was dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You were highly motivated. (laughs) Like we're talking about like once you're motivated enough, you can focus. Yeah. Like when you're. You know, your world was like, felt like it was ending. I mean, it wasn't, but it felt like it was ending. You were very motivated to be like, Lord, I I don't have anything left. I I need, I need you. Like I'm I'm just out. And for me, when all of my attempts weren't enough, I said to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so while one looks very different than the other, it's all the same. Yep. It's all the same. Nick was wanting to do his own thing in his own way. And I was wanting to do God's thing, but in my way. Yeah. And. Well, that didn't work. They still, they still don't add up. Mm-mm. You know, I'm a smart girl. I'm resourceful. I work hard. Like I have a good attitude. Surely I can accomplish things in my life. No. You want to know what I can accomplish? Like me doing my very best without God. You want to know where it gets you? Not very far, y'all. Not very far. No. That's why. I just, I'm just not qualified. I'm not qualified to be my own God for sure or to run my own life. And I have zero desire to. I was so thankful earlier this week. I've heard several instances recently about people getting divorced and custody issues and financial issues and everything that just comes with that. And I was praying one morning and I was just like, God, I, I can't tell you how thankful I am for everything that you brought me out of, for everything that you saved me from and redeemed me for. Yeah. And I was talking about you and the girls. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I almost lost my family. I was right at the edge of losing all of you mm-hmm. and completely losing myself. Yeah. And to look back on where I was and how I felt about about being married and being a father and 
to the way I feel about it now, mm-hmm. it's nothing but the grace of God. Yeah. It's nothing but his mercy over me. Yeah. His unconditional love for me brought me back from the grave, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to make that clear. It was his unconditional love for me. Yes. I always feel the image I always have about what, what he did for you is always, um, gosh, just like think picturing, it just makes me want to cry. You know, a parent hearing about their child strung out in a trap house somewhere yeah, on the brink of death in a dangerous situation. And they would go, any loving parent would go anywhere and do anything to get their kid to rescue them. And I just feel like that's what God did. He just like kicked in the door yeah, and like came and rescued you. Like, I feel like he was just like, there was just nothing that was going to stop him that day. Like he was, he came for you. Yeah. He came and got you all by himself. Yeah. And I'll I'll just never get over that. I won't either. And, and it changes it. That's it's, it's moments like that that puts everything into perspective. It's moments, it's experiences like that with him that makes everything else seem so minuscule. Yeah. It's the reality of him, the reality of heaven. Yes. The reality of what is actually going on around us. Absolutely. The reality that God loves you unconditionally. Yeah. It is his only desire. It is the reason for everything. Him. It's so that you would find him and choose to accept him and love him a fraction of how much he loves you. Yeah. There's a scripture, and I wish I could remember it verbatim or even where it was in the Bible or is in the Bible. But the illustration I have is we take one step towards him and he sprints the rest of the way towards you. That's so good. That's so good. If we could actually fathom, even in the place that we're at now, Mm-hmm. We can't, we still can't even fathom how much he loves us. Yeah. We think we do. Yeah. And that's enough to to keep us going, but oh my gosh. Like try to really comprehend. It's so much. And I know that we can't even fully grasp it. Like no. we're, we're not even capable. It's like before you become a parent, you're not capable of understanding what that measure of love is like. You just don't even have the the, the capacity, like us as humans, I think it's the same thing. Like we just don't even have like. Yeah, I think it's a part of the brain that's completely shut down until you have children. Yeah. Like, you, like it's not even active. You have no idea like what that kind of love is like. You just don't know. Um, But then I think. And I think she's speaking to all the cat and dog people. Yeah, for sure. Say they're dog and animal parents. Like, <laughs> shut up. You have. <laughs> we love our animals. No idea. But it's not, it's not the same. Um. I get, I do, I do appreciate loving animals. I do just, it's not the same. Um, not even close. It's not. No. Um, but like your capacity to love and be, and I mean, even people who aren't parents, they could probably, they could probably think though in the same way that any relationship until they, until you've really loved somebody, like it, it 
changes your capacity to love Yeah, as you level up basically. But so in that same context, like we can try to imagine with all of our hearts, how much God loves us, but we don't even have that love, that capacity, Mm -hmm. like to understand. It's supernatural. The fact that this is, um, the thing that I think we should never get over is his love. I was just saying this the other day that I kept thinking, you know, before we talk, um, before we podcast or before, you know, I minister to somebody in any capacity, I always like, Lord, what is it that you want them to know? Yeah. What is it that you want to say to them? Yep. What's the thing that you want them to know, Lord? And I always feel like he's saying more times than not, I want them to know that I love them. Yeah. And so many times I think, Oh, it must just be me. Oh, nice one, Amber. They just, <laughs> just, but it's not. That's who he is. He is love. And so, what more could he want people to know than that he loves them? And the beautiful thing about that is, it's a love that we can experience more of every day. Like it doesn't run out. Yeah. It doesn't get stagnant. Yes. You don't get to a point and you're like. Experienced this same presence for the past five years. Within, within, you're quitting. Like it's not him. Yeah, yeah. His grace abounds. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. So if you're stagnant, it's something we're doing on our end. Yeah. If we're if we're missing something, he'll reveal this to you. This is his desire. Yeah. Is to show you his love. So when our hearts get tainted or jaded, mm-hmm. you got to understand it's something he's trying to work around and work through. Mm-hmm. But it's not up to you to change it. Right. It's up to you to recognize it. Uh-huh. Yep. And there may be stuff that he asks you to do to change it. Right. How do I get closer to you, God? Well, Nick, stop watching TV at night. Yeah. So something you had to so do. So there was a practical action that I had to take, but he took care of the rest. But that's com- he met me in that place after yes. we took the TV out. But that's completely different. So what would that have looked like if you were trying to do it in your own strength? I want to get closer to God. Okay, so I'm just going to read my Bible and pray more and listen to more sermons. And I'm do- only going to watch Christian TV. Yeah, I'll only watch Christian TV, and that's how I'm- these are the things I'm going to do in my strength to get closer to God. But what God wanted. But because you were surrendering and saying, God, would you, how, how can I get closer to you, Lord? Show me how to get closer to yeah. you. And he did. He showed you how to make space for him. Yes. He said, this he is He freed all- up yes. two hours in the evening. Yes. Every night. 10 hours, 14 hours a week. Yes. That's a big deal. That's a massive chunk of time. Yes. When I was driving home from the gym yesterday, mm-hmm. this is the, just what we're talking about. Yeah. He said- well, he actually said, I want you to go home. <laughs> but he said, I want you to worship on the way home. Okay. So I turn on worship music. I get two songs in. I feel great. God, I feel your presence. This is awesome. I'm going to listen to a sermon. That's a good thing. Yeah. There's nothing inherently absolutely. wrong with that. No, it's a good but thing. But he was like, I didn't ask you to listen to a sermon. Yes. I want you to worship me the entire way home. That's so good. But if we're but if we're not in a place where we can be that sensitive to what he's saying, if we're not that surrendered, 
Yeah. And that dedicated to pursuing that love that we're speaking of, uh-huh. that grace, that relationship with him. We have to be in tune and sensitive to what he's doing. Yes. Because there's little, his ways are not our ways. So when I hear something that, I, I just I just know it's not me. Yes. I know it's him speaking, but I've got to be sensitive to that because there's more times than not, I feel like, where I still think, oh, it's just you. And I brush right. it off. And it happens like in an instant. It's not, a, but when we're sensitive, it's hearing those little things. And instead of just brushing them off, we act on them. Yes. Nick, pick up that trash. Oh. Yeah. And I feel like the more we obey, the more we're in tune with how much he loves us and how he is for us. And we look at life through that lens. That's where freedom lies. Yes. That's where grace lies. That's where discernment lies. That's where a deeper relationship with him lies. Is, God, I know that you love me. I know that you are for me. Mm-hmm. Where would you like me to go? What would you like me to do? What would you like me to say? Who would you like me to speak to? Yeah. Yeah. Or would you like me to just worship you? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So here's what I want to say about this, because I think this is really important. If you can hear my voice, listen to what I'm saying. God loves you. He loves you so much. You mean so much to him. And if you have gotten over his love, your top priority in your prayer life right now needs to be, Lord, I need a fresh revelation of your love. Yes. Until you get it. Lord, show me who you really are. Show me your love. Let me understand. Help me to receive your love. Help me to experience the freedom in your love and all those things because that's the thing that changes everything. And we can't lose our grasp on that because when you lose sight of God's love, and that stops being the greatest miracle of your life, that's when pride sets in. That's when you start doing things independently of God. That's when you get tied up to the slavery of the law. Yes. Or in slavery of the law. Absolutely. And there's an example of this from our personal lives. I may or may, I don't think I've shared this. I think it was just us talking about it. One of the the leaders in our church, um, so she works for the church. She does, she serves there and has for years and years. And I'm always hearing about different ways that like things that she's doing, that's like touching people's lives. Like people are always like, Oh, you know, she really spoke into my life this day. She really showed up for me there. And I was saying something to her. I just said, I feel like you really serve everybody really well. And she was just immediately brokenhearted. And she just started crying and she's like, how can I not when he loves even me and all of my stuff and like, in how, how could I not? That's it. And That's but it's, it. it's because she couldn't get over his love. Right. That it's the key to everything that makes her it's not the reason for Jesus. Yes. But the amazing thing about this was the fruit that came from her life is that she's not growing stale. She's right. not like, because when you're in a serving capacity, it is quick to go stale. That's something yeah. that 
you know, I fight regularly is to not go stale. I don't want to be ever serving with a stale heart. Right. I don't want to be hard hearted. I don't want to be just showing up. And that's when people get bitter and yep. nasty and offended. offended and complacent yep. and entitled and all these things. And they get burnt out. But this woman just can't get over God's love. And it changes the way she serves people, the way she shows up and the way God can use her. I, I can't tell you the number of miracles I've seen like through her in people's lives because she was available because she can't get over God's love. Right. And I pray that I can't get over God's love. It is the greatest miracle that he could love me. A stagnant pond will grow bacteria. Unless they have tilapia. Mosquitoes, snakes. That's what a stagnant pond produces. Yeah. It's not drinkable. Yeah, it's gross. It's not potable water. (laughs) Can't drink it. (laughs) Probably wouldn't even want to bathe in it. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's really good. It's just the most beautiful. I don't know. I just feel like we all need to keep that perspective of love. And I, every time I feel like I'm lose, I lose sight of it. This one, um, this is the rescue line for me. He is the one that never leaves me. Yes. Everybody else in my entire life has left me. God is the one who's never left. Yep. Never. He's never left me. And there's nothing that I've done for him to like, for me to deserve that or for me to have earned that from him. Like right. he just, that's just who he is. He's never left. He's the one who never leaves. And that is the line that, that I can't get over when I remember that one thing, like that great thing that he's done in my life. The one that never leaves. Mm-hmm. I I just can't help, but you know, yeah. fall in love with him all over again yeah. and be amazed at his love. Yeah. A quick tip on how to really get to know his heart for you. Yeah. Is this is going to sound like the most cliche thing, but once you have me. this revelation, it's you got to read the word. Are you saying to read your Bible? <laughs> read your Bibles. Read your Bibles. <laughs> but what changed for me. Because I read, I tried to read my Bible for years. In your own and strength? In my own, it, well, yeah, just reading it. Yeah. And I just, I didn't understand. Like, I didn't get it. It's not just a book. It wasn't relevant, mm-hmm. I felt like. I just, I just didn't get it. And that's why I had to model my behavior after other people, because I, I couldn't find it in here. I didn't get it. Yeah. But what changed for me was I started to say, God, I... I want you to read this with me. It's so good. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this place right now to read this word with me. The word that you inspired that comes from you. Yeah. I believe that you're here with me. I, I, I need you to speak to me while I read this. Yes. I need you to open my eyes. Take whatever veil I have off, whatever whatever's blinding me. From seeing you in this book, I need you to bring this book alive to me. Yeah. And then I would read. Or so not would. Then I read. I still do this. 
and it changes everything. I slow down. I digest what I'm reading. I'm not in a rush to get through it. Yeah. Sometimes I'll read something six times before I move on to the next verse because I want it to sink in. Yeah. I highlight, I underline, I note. You want it to cut you. I want it. I want to remember and retain what I'm reading. I want it to hit me. Yes. But that's where I have found who God is. Yes. I mean, I love that you said that. It's where I found who God is because the one thing I keep thinking is when you said I kept trying to read it. And same thing for me. When I would read it before, I read it as an instruction book, right. an instruction manual. I want it so I could achieve, so I could accomplish, um, so I could do. But now when I read, I don't read it as an instruction manual. I read it as holy scripture. Yeah. And I say before, that's something that I learned from you is just saying, Lord, I I, I read it because I want to know who God is. I want to know his heart. I want to know his will. I want to know his ways, his character. I want to be like him. Lord, show me. All the way from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all the way through the Old Testament. Yeah. These are guys. These are the first guys who walked with God. Mm Mm-hmm. Without his presence. The New Testament. These are the first dudes that walked with the Holy Spirit. They walked with Jesus. Let let that sink in. What you're reading was written by the hands of the people who held Jesus's hand. Jesus washed their feet. They saw firsthand Jesus do all these things and who Jesus was. They got to experience his love in the flesh, in person. Yeah. That's what you're reading. The testimonies and stories that are in this book, they happened. Yes. Like, yes. from the people who experienced it, Counts of historical events. Right. Written by the people who experienced them. So when you read it, understand you are not reading a book. Yes, it's not a book. You are reading historical accounts of actual events. Supernatural events, yeah. That should change you. Yes. Because it's... When you invite him into your life, into your spaces, into it changes it. It changes the way you read the Bible. Yes. Because you are now reading it with the narrator and the writer. Yes. Who could give you better insight than the writer of this book? It's amazing. The author, I should say. Sorry. (laughs) It's amazing to me that people will say, I don't know how to hear the voice of God. And he's written. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. You were never taught how to read. I know how <laughs> awful it must have been because I just feel like all you need to do is say, when you open up the Bible, say, Lord, show me the thing that you want me to see today. Yeah. What's the thing you want me to know today? You don't have to understand everything 
but believe, ask him open heartedly, Lord, show me what you want me to see. And you'll see, you're going to see something. That is a great point. I'm glad you said that. Cause I actually haven't even thought about that, but I'll read a couple chapters uh-huh. or several chapters. And sometimes I'll highlight one verse. Yeah. It's always like a random thing that like sticks yeah. out. And maybe yeah. that's the only thing God wants you. There's always something that he wants to say to you and for you to be able to say, Lord, what's the one thing. And the one thing that sticks out to you is the thing that you need to meditate on. It's the yeah. thing that you need to pray about, research, ask the questions about. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that he wants to show you. Yeah. And so if, you know, a word is just standing out to you so much, like just this one word, I, I don't know what it is. It's just this word. Okay. Well, God wants to say something to you about that. So now you can start asking the questions about that word and find out what it is that God wants to speak to you. I bet you're yeah. going to hear more of that word somewhere else that week. Yep. Bet. <laughs> I bet. Say I'm wrong. I'm not. Don't say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm right. Just what it is. Uh, he loves you. He does. He loves you so much. I want you to really think about that from the most non cliche version. Yeah. He loves you. Ask him to show you how much he loves you this week. Mm hmm consistently yes throughout the day god show me how much you love me how much do you love me yes and watch for it be expectant when you pray these prayers yeah don't pray them in like a suspicious way like (laughs) prove it (laughs) you say you love me but (laughs) god i want to know how much you love me yes i need to know how much you care for me because I am facing X, Y, and Z. I am struggling with A, B, and C. I need to know that you love me. Nothing matters in light of his love. Right. It doesn't matter what you're struggling with if you really get a revelation of his love. Yeah. Everything, it used to sound like the thing I didn't want to hear about, like even as a Christian, I didn't want people to keep talking about his love. I'm like, oh, go, get real, guys. Like, quit being so cheesy and like, yeah. love, love, love. But when you really grasp the miracle of his love and you get a revelation of it, you're not going to be able to get over it. And you no. shouldn't. If no. you start getting over it, you need to go back to the drawing And if you board. haven't had that, I challenge you and encourage you, make that make that your prayer until you get that revelation. Yes. Ask because everything else is going to be so much harder until you have this revelation. Yes. Nothing is going to make complete sense until you understand why. Yeah. Why he did all this, why he is who he is. He loves you. It's that simple. Do not overcomplicate this. He loves you. All right, so I'm pretty sure y'all know by now um, what the scoop on the coop is this week. We harvested three of the roosters this past weekend, Um, ate one of them on Tuesday. Yeah, it was delicious. Let me tell you something. It almost tasted like turkey. (laughs) It was different. I was shocked. It was different than the chicken in the store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It went very well. Yes. It went very humanely. 
It was way less traumatic than I was anticipating. I really thought it was going to be like. Yep. I'm very proud horrible. of our big girl. Yes. She bucked up and she went and picked the rooster, brought it to me. She put it in the cone. I mean, she she was involved and I was yes. proud of her. She did very well. Um, We skinned two of them. Mm-hmm. And then I plucked the feathers out of one of them. Mm-hmm. We did all the harvesting ourselves and it- <laughs> prepared them ourselves. And we it went well. I was so happy with the way it I'm went. really proud, too. It was exciting because for so long we'd been talking about chickens, dreaming about chickens. I had uh, hatched. You guys all know this by now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some, not everyone is there. Like, That's true. Some people's their first day. Um. We so we incubated a bunch of eggs and hatched them a couple of years ago, and I wasn't set up for chickens yet, so I had to get rid of those chicks. And then, but I wasn't going to give up on them. I kept wanting to do it, and so um, even not fully prepared, I was like, "Okay, we're going to do it again, and we're going to keep these ones." And so we did. And but these ones, so we incubated them, hatched them, raised them. Like in our like mud room, so it smelled terrible. We had to like take them, and then we were like bringing them inside yeah, at night for a while too, it was because terrible. we didn't have a setup, so we were just kept like doing the best that we could. Which reminds it was growing. me, what? we need to now that they're actually just now starting to produce eggs. We need to be giving Jimmy and Tony some of these eggs. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I, I completely not forgot about that. I did not forget. Good, um, Jimmy and, and Tony, we love you, <laughs> and a whole chicken. Yeah, we're gonna need to. Oh, they want to. Do they want me to skin it for them and all that? Yeah, we're gonna need to. We're gonna need to give them one with skin on it. I think. I think that'd be appropriate. I wasn't a big fan of the skin on ours. Well, not to eat the skin, but it allowed more flavor because the fat. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, so yeah, we did the whole process with these chickens, raised them their entire lives, know what they ate, and cared for them, and then harvested them. Yep. And put dinner on our table, and I'm so grateful. And farm to market, baby. Yep. And right these the chickens are now producing more eggs that I have in the incubator right now as we speak. Bing bong. <laughs> um, this was a good episode. I hope um, I hope it helps somebody. Um, I do before we end. Yes, baby. I just want to say one more thing. Say it. I was never a prostitute. I know. Okay. We should make that clear. I, Nick was not a prostitute. I, did, I had my drug issues, but I never went that far <laughs> to where I was. I would have robbed a store before I started prostituting myself. Um, <laughs> see if we can end on that note. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact us. Yes. And if you found this impactful in any way, please share it. Yes. Yes. For all y'all that are listening, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. like and subscribe to our stuff as well. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And start following us on Instagram. Yes. Correct? Yep. At the Status No Podcast. Okay. Anything else, my love? Nope. That's all. I love you. you. All right. We'll talk to y'all next week. Deuces. Peace. I said good day. Okay.